Hi, beautiful beings. Welcome to the Soulful and Authentic Podcast. I'm Joanne Oswald-Jones, your host. This is season one of The Task Ahead is Never as Great as the Power Within. And today is the last episode of the season. Wow, what a season it's been. We've had some fabulous guests, really amazing, incredible guests who have shared with us their personal journey and their personal stories and how they came to find their strength within. And those journeys included highs and lows for them, lots of challenges, many setbacks, many obstacles, and really the need for them to relentlessly dig deep within themselves But on the other side of that, you know, beyond all that digging deep and beyond facing those fears, waiting for them was tremendous success, amazing happiness, fulfillment, proud moments, learned life lessons, and really a much more stronger and self-assured person, which is really what this season is all about. It's all about knowing that what's in front of you and the task ahead of you is never as great as your power within. So let's have a quick look at some of the stories, some of the, you know, a quick reminder of some of those moments. And my first guest of the season and my first conversation was with the amazing Mark Colburn, MBE, Gold Olympic athlete, Paralympic athlete. Um, And Mark shared with us how he broke his back in 2009 in a near-fatal paragliding accident, which left him um, with lower leg paralysis, and how that accident would actually change the course of his life forever. Um, If you haven't heard it, I recommend it. It's an amazing story. But to give you a synopsis, on one sunny day in May 2009, after enjoying a brilliant, wonderful day paragliding with his friends, Mark and one of his friends went up for one last flight of the day. And he was flying at about 20 miles an hour. And as he was trying to get more lift off the hillside, he turned to his left at 90 degrees. And as he turned, his paragliding canopy just collapsed. And like an umbrella on a windy day that turned inside out, the canopy folded around him and it started. he started spiralling 40 foot. He fell out of the sky unbelievable I mean and he remembers hearing an almighty thud as he hit the ground and then within a second within half a second with the wind swirling all around him that happened to reinflate the canopy which then dragged him for a hundred meters at a high speed he was fully conscious his head was being bashed around And he said he remembers feeling as though he was being dragged by a horse that was galloping. I mean, can you imagine? Crazy, crazy, crazy. And there he was um, when he finally came to a stop, when the canopy and the wind stopped. He was just lying there in shock and denial. And he said he couldn't feel any pain. So he simply thought, oh, my gosh, I've had a narrow escape. I'm fine. I've just had a narrow escape. But yet when he tried to sit up, you know, he couldn't move and he felt as though he was Velcroed to the ground. And when, as he looked down his body, his legs were twisted like pipe cleaners. So after being airlifted by the ambulance, it was in the hospital that he was given the horrendous, life-changing news that he had broken his back. After Mark's initial 
um, spinal operation in which six rods were put into his back. He spent 94 days on his back, totally, totally paralysed from the waist down, wondering if he'd ever walk again. I mean, what must have been going through that man's mind? And even though he was fearful and he had a myriad of emotions and thoughts that were going through his head, Mark said he knew that the only thing he could do and the best thing he could do was to stay calm, let nature take its course and dig as deep as he could to get through what he was going through. And he just knew, he said he knew he needed to dig deep within and to find some comfort and strength within him. His first three months were really tough. He found his rehabilitation even tougher. Um, And this is where he said he had the feeling within him that was urging him to strengthen his self-belief and dig even deeper than he had been. So refusing to give up and using every last ounce of strength, every day he would go to the hospital's physio gym suite on his Zimmer frame and start to rebuild himself now, because he had that disability where he was left with drop foot, um, when he would get on the bike, they would strap his feet to the pedals of the bike so that they didn't slip and that he didn't have an accident. Um, and basically what he would do with his quads was he would just basically push and pull, push and pull and push and pull until he got stronger and stronger. And although his life would never be the same again, and although he could never run again, or he could never skip, um, and he could walk, albeit not not as fluidly as as one would imagine, um, he could cycle. And that gave him the most incredible strength, the most incredible excitement for life. Um, And so pushing beyond his comfort zone and giving 100% attention to his self-care and to his well-being and his cycling, within two years from that accident, Mark was actually selected for the Great Britain cycling team for the London 2012 Olympics, Paralympics, sorry. And in the finals, up against a man 20 years younger than him, he won the gold medal for GB. I mean, what a story. It's a great episode if you haven't um, listened to it. If you have listened to it, whenever you're feeling down or you're feeling you don't have strength, listen to it again because the power within, truly amazing. In another conversation with the amazing Lucy Jane, we heard how she tapped into her strength within and how she found her strength within after having suffered years of bullying and horrendous bullying which lasted for years as a child and how basically all the boys in the area that she lived in and the surrounding areas would bully her and pick on her and they would do that in front of so many other people so that wherever wherever she was and wherever she went it seemed bullying was happening happening around her and to her and all this led her to believe in the messages that she was getting from these bullies that she was not enough she was not pretty enough, she was not good enough, and that she was worthless, and that there was something very, very wrong with her. And of course, as a young girl, at the time, Lucy didn't know that she could walk away from this situation. She didn't know that she could walk away from these sorts of people. And being so desperate to be included, 
and to fit in and get validation from the people who were bullying her, she would continuously try to become their friends and engage with them, which of course just perpetuated the cycle. Even though then a few years later, Lucy had an operation on her face, which was very successful and it changed the way people treated her and behaved towards her, the damage had been done, the internal and emotional damage had been done. And so with very low self-esteem and not much confidence at all, Lucy would desperately um, want to escape from her pain and trauma and she would frequently anaesthetise herself with drugs and alcohol. And she had lots of addictions to overcome because she became addicted to cigarettes, she became addicted to alcohol, she became addicted to rage, to all sorts of drugs, including cocaine. She was addicted to anything that would help her escape the thoughts and the feelings of her feelings of not being enough and not being worthy. And she felt totally worthless. Everything, everything became about the cocaine. Her life was fueled by the cocaine and the thought of giving it up was just not an option for her. But the longer she did it, the less high she would get. And then the coming down over the next few days, she couldn't sleep and the coming down would be quite difficult. And sometimes she'd be awake for days at a time. And then one night in 2012, after having a a cocaine binge for the weekend, she couldn't sleep and she was sitting up in bed and a book that she had bought, oh, I don't know when, sometime before, basically seemed to jump off the shelf at her. And that book was The Secret, written by Rhonda Bryne. That amazing book. If you haven't read it, go and read it. It's all about the law of attraction. It's about thoughts, our thoughts. Um, Anyway, so there she was reading this book, sort of coming down from her her high, if you like. And she read a sentence which said, you are not your thoughts. I mean, that's so powerful. You are not your thoughts. And that was an incredible moment. She suddenly realised that she was not this worthless person. And she became in awe and in love with herself and with life. And all that self-loathing, it just disappeared. It disappeared And it was replaced with a strong, beautiful, self-assured, empowered woman who today is inspiring thousands of women around the world with her teachings and her story on how to become whole and totally self-empowered and to understand that you're not your thoughts. And so for anyone who is labelling you and bullying you and criticizing you it's not it's not a truth it's not your thoughts and yeah so she has recovered from her addictions and it was almost like a flick of a switch they just went when she had that amazing realization so that was a truly powerful conversation as well which then led me on to a conversation with Toby Garbett two-time GB world champion rower and Olympian I mean, this series has been incredible um, to just really hear the determination and commitment for people overcoming their fears and knowing that 
they're stronger than they thought they were. It's it's been amazing, and the conversation with uh, with Toby was just as powerful as all the other conversations in that. Toby as a young boy lacked self-confidence and he struggled in school um, with his academic studies, which caused a few of his teachers to think that he was just lazy rather than the fact that he was genuinely struggling. He did actually um, get diagnosed with dyslexia, but before that, the teachers had just thought that he was being lazy. Fortunately enough, um, Because he excelled in sport and there were a couple of PE teachers who basically handed on the baton to each other in supporting Toby with his natural talent for sport. And they could see that whilst it appeared he was lazy in in the classroom, when they'd go out on the sports field, he was like Mr. 100%. And so these teachers were really wonderful and they were there for him at a really critical point in his education and they helped to give him self-belief and confidence which was just really I mean amazing that the teachers just kept giving him the self-belief and the confidence to explore the idea of becoming a world-class Olympic athlete and it all began for Toby at the Leander Rowing Club in Henley And even though at the time, you know, his confidence was growing, it certainly wasn't at an all-time high. And he did spend most of his school life saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't do this, I can't be the best at that. But he pushed himself and he pushed himself beyond his comfort zone. And he made himself overcome his fears and take risks. And that's a big thing for him. He speaks around the globe today. He's a motivational speaker and he will speak in schools, really helping youngsters realise that you have to grab these opportunities. You have to move beyond your comfort zone. And you, you know, although it can take time, instead of saying I can't, you say I can. Anyway, to cut the story short, um, Toby was given an opportunity at the Leander Rowing School to rowing club to have a tryout session and he recalls how that morning he didn't want to go he was nervous and he was scared and it was early in the morning and he hadn't sculled before which is you know using two oars but he pushed himself to go and he was as he was putting his boat in the water he saw Sir Steve Redgrave walk past with his oars in his hand and his boat on his shoulder And Toby was so nervous, but he did it. He just thought, don't fall, don't fall, don't slip, just get in. And he did it. And he gave it all he got. And he was invited back the next day. And then the day after, and the day after, until basically he was training every day and twice a day. And he said that he remembers feeling like a very small fish in a big pond. And he was training against some of the world's greatest Um, But he just kept facing his fears. He just kept pushing beyond that comfort zone and pitching up to train and improve every day. And like we know, like all great athletes, Toby experienced the ups, the downs, the struggles, um, all of it, um, including um, when he was in hospital um, suffering from bulging worn discs. He had been told that his back was the back of a 50-year-old and that he'd never be able to row again. So, you know, huge devastating news as you're just on your way up to becoming an Olympic athlete. Um, And after his spinal surgery, he lay in a darkened room feeling 
quite low, quite depressed for over two weeks, watching the world championships. And instead of being at them and competing, he was having to watch them from a from a room recovering from surgery and was wondering what his future would hold. And so, you know, being determined, despite given that news and, you know, being told he wouldn't row again, Toby went on to rehabilitate and heal himself, which he did by himself with strength training and Pilates and just training slowly but steadily, slowly but steadily until he got stronger and stronger. And with total resilience in 2000, yeah, in in the year 2000, he was then selected by the GB team and he won his first world championship at the age of 22. I mean, that is just awesome. So, From there, he went on to become a two-time world champion rower. He competed in five world championships. He attended two Olympic Games. He then swapped his rowing vest for triathlons. And his list of accolades just keep on going. He's a motivational speaker. He works tirelessly around the UK and around the globe, encouraging the younger generation to rise up, to elevate their lives, to believe in themselves and their ability, despite any adversity they may experience. Um, And that's all about tapping into that strength within, you know. So it's, yeah, the task ahead is never as great as the power within. And then, as if that wasn't enough, I had another wonderful honest and authentic conversation with the lovely Sophie Wedlock-Smith. Honestly, what a journey that this woman has been on. But she used the courage of connecting to the universe, using meditation, affirmations, working on herself, working on a positive mindset. And all of that helped Sophie navigate some seriously, seriously scary territory when at the age of 23, she was diagnosed with stage four cancer, which came out of left field. It came completely out of the blue. She had no idea that she had cancer. She had been feeling a little unwell, but just thought that she had the flu. And she said she remembers her consultant saying um, when she asked him if she was going to beat the cancer, his reply was, Sophie, I can't answer that. So there she was wondering why she'd got the cancer, you know, listening to what the surgeon or the consultant had said. And she thought, you know, I'm not going to dwell on this. I'm not even going to put my energy into thinking there's a possibility that I won't beat this. And she developed an unwavering faith that she would come through it. And she really, really tapped into that strength within. And she stayed positive and said to herself, just get on with this let's just do this and let's get through it 100%. And so with this amazing, incredible positive attitude, when she was going through her treatment, Sophie would ask all her friends and all her families to send her funny jokes, great movies, you know, recommendations, anything that would keep her frame of mind positive and not going into fear. And so she would laugh a lot during the treatment And what was actually a very frightening time for her. And even when losing all her lovely long blonde hair, she embraced that as well. And she just said, you know, I'm going to do this. She wore wonderful, colourful scarves and she beat it. She came through. She came through 100%. And listen, if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't as enough as a challenge for her, 11 years later, Sophie suffered a horrific stroke. 
and she was in a coma for over a week. She had to be operated on whilst during the coma or whilst in the coma um, because the damage was so bad. And in fact, she was about to have another stroke. And actually, the damage was so bad that on her hospital notes, it stated that she probably wouldn't make it through the night. And so after coming out of her coma, the which was a week later, the medical team said that she would never walk walk again and that basically she would be wheelchair bound. And this incredible woman just looked at them and said, I will, I will walk out of this hospital. 100% I will walk out of this hospital. And five months later, she did. So just wow, wow, wow. Incredible. So we've heard from some incredible guests. We've heard some incredible stories. Um, I've shared with you some of my story about how I navigated my territories to find my strength within. Um, I shared with you the story about Danny Johnson, who was homeless and living on a beach, cocktail waitress, and she went on to be a multimillionaireess. The whole subject matter for this season has been about finding your centre and finding your strength within. And that will always involve digging deep, you know, and until you connect to that strength within, until you've connected to the security within you, your own power and your centre, you're always going to find new experiences that are put before you to challenge you and to stretch you and situations that will make you feel uncomfortable. And one of the ways that you can connect to that power, you can find that inner security and that strength. Um, One of the quickest ways of doing that is to invest in personal development and emotional healing. And having spent some 20 plus years as a professional in the self-help and self-empowerment arena, I can guarantee you that emotional healing and personal growth is one of the most quickest and most powerful steps that you can take, which will bring about profound and empowering changes in every single aspect of your life and in every relationship of your life. I mean, this sort of work really holds the key to freedom for you. It's it's a must. And it's actually one of my essential steps that I write about in Becoming a Soulful Woman. So this is actually a perfect time to introduce season two, which, funny enough, is entitled Personal Development and Emotional Healing. You're going to be on the edge of your seats in anticipation because we have an incredible lineup of guests and experts who will be sharing their experiences, their life-changing valuable knowledge that will help you shift, grow and create the changes you wish to make in your life. Really, truly amazing. We're going to be talking about limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, how the law of attraction really works. We're going to talk money blocks, relationship blocks, and why the only way to shift and change is to work with your unconsciousness. We're going to be diving into all manner of healing modalities and how these can help you heal from debilitating illness and disease and so much more. This work is so important and this is the work that will help you rise up and elevate and connect to your security within. So join us for these insightful and incredible conversations because I know you won't regret it at all. There is going to be one week break between 
now and season two. So we're going to be back on Friday, the 22nd of April for season two, which is entitled Personal Development and Emotional Healing. It's a must. I know you're going to love it. I really hope that you've enjoyed season one. I hope that the stories and the conversations have inspired you. And I hope they've helped you to see and know how magnificent you are and how much power you've got within you. And in many respects, how it doesn't matter who has done what to you or who hasn't done what to you, but that you are the only person who can make the life that you desire. You, It's your energy, it's your strength, it's your personal power, and you have it all within you. So wherever you are right now and whatever you're doing, I am sending you lots of love, lots of warmth, lots of strength, much happiness to you. And I really look forward to seeing you and being here on the Soulful and Authentic podcast for season two on the 22nd of April. Coming soon. Take care. And for now, much love.